Hey everyone, welcome to Slash Golf Talk. Man, we had a crazy, crazy time over the last couple of days in the world of golf. With what went on in the PGA and the intensity in the playoffs and the LPGA, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. But we'll get started with the PGA. Um, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Patrick Cantley for his second victory there at Jack's Place. But um, I'll be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that there were a lot of backstories with that victory. Again, congratulations, Patrick Cantley. Um, but we have to discuss what occurred with John Rahm after his 54-hole lead in that tournament. I mean, I'm not a big John Rahm fan, but the guy's a good player. I mean, I don't like when he gets upset and throws his clubs or starts ranting. I think he's been doing a good job with that this year. However, he played this ass off for 54 holes, had a big lead, and the PGA decided to inform him in front of the crowd on the 18th green that he tested positive for COVID and he has to resign from the tournament. And that was, to me, I think it wasn't handled properly. I think they could have called the guy into a room, informed him at that point, and I think they should have made, at least tried as best they could to remedy the situation by giving options instead of saying, hey, you just have to pull yourself out of the tournament. I mean, the guy worked that hard to get 54-hole league. You can come up with something other than you have to pull yourself out of the tournament. I think that they could have they could have easily had just told him he had to play solo the next day. Say so due to the fact that you are you have a big lead here. Um, we're not gonna ask you to pull yourself out of the tournament, but you have to play early ahead of the group. But we're gonna give you all opportunities to hold on to your victory here, hold on to your win. I think they could have handled it that way. I mean, no one wants to test positive. No one wants to be sick. No one wants to make anyone else sick. You have to go out ahead of the group, play early, get your 18 in, and sit it out and wait and see what happens after that. I think that would have been a better option than to tell a guy you have to pull yourself out of the tournament. Now, you guys tell me what you think. Email me and let me know what you think. SlideGolfTalk at gmail.com. I just want to know your opinions on that because I, I just felt that it could have been handled differently. I saw a lot of chatter on social media. Some people said, well, maybe he should have got the shot. We don't know if he got the shot or not. I mean, I'm not going to get into the political aspect of whether he should have got the shot or the whole COVID political thing. I'm not, I'm not going to have that conversation. But as it relates to the game, I think that he should have had his opportunity. To finish it off Doesn't take anything away from Patrick Cantley's victory Patrick went out there and he played golf To the best of his ability And he won the tournament Because he played the best round that he could All I'm saying is Would Patrick Or Merrick Morikawa Would those two guys have had that opportunity And I don't think so I don't think those guys and You know I like both of those players um, but I don't think that um, they would have had that opportunity to win that tournament 
if John Rahm would have stayed in there. I mean, I have to take my hat off to John Rahm for handling it the way he did. Because I don't know if I would have reacted the same way after playing my butt off and then to find out after I'm finished my round that I can't finish this thing off because I tested positive for a virus. We have to we have to come up with something. That's what I would have said. We have we have to do something here. I'm not I'm not gonna quit. If you guys wanna you guys gonna kick me out of the tournament. But John took it with a grain of salt and put out a message to the public that he's gonna be sitting home watching watching the game. I mean I'm sure his publicist or someone wrote that, but he you, you have to take your hat off for the way he handled it because I know for a fact that I couldn't have been that that composed in that moment. I mean, last year he was penalized, and luckily he still won. And then this year, where he thinks he's gonna win it again, and he get this bad news. Like I said earlier, I would have said, "Hey, man, I'll I'll go out. You want me to go back out tonight? I'll go out tonight when everyone's done and finish this thing off." If you want me to, after everyone left the court, I mean the course, I'll go out first thing in the morning. If you want me to, crack of dawn, I'll be out here by myself. Just let me finish. I would have been bringing up all those points. Just don't force me out of here, man. Just don't, you know, just don't do this. Just let me finish my round some kind of way. That's the way I probably would have handled that. No, that's the way I would have handled that. And I don't know what went on in the room. I don't know what they said to him. Um, I know they have their policy to handle this situation. I just couldn't go out that easily. I just I would have to fight as hard as I could. I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm just telling you what I would have done. And I think a PGA could have handled it better, as I said previously. And I'm I know about the health aspect of it, so I'm not saying that he should go out there and spread the virus to other people or get someone sick. Um, I'm just saying to try to be as cautious as possible, but give the guy a chance to get out there uh, alone to finish the tournament. I don't want him making anyone else sick, so I'm not. that's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying that I just hope that uh, PGA can come up with a, another way to um, remedy the situation if it does occur again in the future. And I hope that's what they're doing. I hope they're trying to figure out a better way of handling this um, in case this happen again in the future. I hope they're thinking, well, like I said, have the guy play alone or have him wear a mask, which would be hell to walk around with that mask on in hot weather. <laughs> you they're trying to play golf and walk the course. So I had this conversation with a couple of the guys that I play golf with, and they uh, they see it a different way. Their take on this is that a rule is a rule and there should be no exception to the rule. Um, obviously, he must have been around someone that had COVID. So he has to pay the consequences for that. Um, my question to that is, how do you know if you're around someone that has COVID? But I do understand their point that the process was already put in place. Well, John Ron got the virus, so... He um, has to follow the process, which is you have to withdraw from the tournament. And as someone that, you know, that believe in following rules, 
I do get that part of their argument. I do understand that part of their argument. And I know life isn't fair. If you can remedy the situation by allowing the guy to play alone and giving him an opportunity, not just him, anyone, anyone that would have been in that position, an opportunity to to at least try to pull out the victory. Well, my thought on that is, I mean, again, I know life isn't fair, but I think that would have been the fair thing to do. Again, that's just my opinion in this particular situation. I'm all for following rules. I don't believe in obfuscating rules or going around rules. I just think that if you can avoid a situation, there should have been a clause in the process that gives you options to continue playing, whether you're winning or losing. If they found out that you're sick before the tournament, I can see them saying you have to withdraw. Well, even after the first day. But after you've been there three days, I think that you should have some kind of clause in there that say, that states that you can finish the tournament, but you would have to finish as a single player, first thing in the morning, first person out. I know some people are not going to agree with me, um, but that's why we all have our own opinions. And um, I'm going to hear your opinions on this. Um, I know it's a touchy subject. I've been hearing a lot of the conversations about this on social media. And um, but I'm saying it would have been a strong chance for John to pull that out if he if he had that opportunity. And that's, that's pretty much all I'm saying as it relates to that that issue. Again, I want to know what you guys think. You guys can let me know at slicegolftalk at gmail.com. And at slicegolftalk at gmail.com. I would like to just wish John Rahm a speedy recovery. Um, I hope when he returns, he'll pick up where he left off. And this would just be a blip on his career. I think as far as this John Rahm situation, I'll leave it there. Um, again, send me your opinions on this. Okay, so let's move on to another topic. So the next topic of discussion is going to be on the LPGA US Open. I mean, it was a very exciting tournament. I mean, I, I, I told you guys in the past that, in past episodes, that I really, really love watching the LPGA. I mean, they're so talented that I try to glean as much as I can from them, from watching them. I try to learn as much as I can from watching them play. There is so much excitement, so much talent in the LPGA that if you're not watching this, if you're a golf fanatic as I am, and you're not watching LPGA every week, you're missing out on a lot of great golf. I mean, we had um, Xing Xing Feng. She was out for, what, about a year now, two years? And she came back, didn't miss a beat, right back where she was in contention every week. Lydia's making a resurgence this year. Um, you know that's my favorite LPGA player. Um, she's been doing a great job um, every week um, in these tournaments. So that's good to see. And uh, what we saw happen to Lexi this week was, man, it was it was hard to watch. Because I, I thought she had that one in the bag. And I understood why she didn't want to talk to the media after the round. Um, I know that was heartbreaking. It was very heartbreaking to have to go through that. I mean, she was dominating 
um, on that final day, she was crushing the ball, um, getting to the par fives and two like it was nothing, had good eagle, short eagle putts. And I think, I don't want to say pressure, but I think that it might have gotten to her. I hope that wasn't the case. It looked like she was tightening up a little bit at the end. Um, that's just the way it looked to me, like she was tightening up. And in golf, I just think that you can't start worrying about finishing with the win. You just have to continue to play the same way you played to put you in that position. And I think Lexi lost focus. Um, I'm not criticizing her. I just think that she should have just kept playing the game the way she did to get in that spot where she was leading after 54 holes. And when it all came down to it, um, when she saw NASA and and Yuka Sasso um, putting a little bit of pressure on, and when she got four under, I think that just I think she, I think Lexi started worrying about winning, finishing with a win, and she should just she should have just kept playing her game. I think if she had just kept playing her game, she would have won. So it all came down to the 18th. But to me, I think the damage was done even before it got to that point. Everyone said she should have made the putt and at least got to the playoff. I think she should have just held on, played her game, won the tournament. But instead, I think she worried about holding on. She stopped playing her game, and that's how she lost the tournament. But with all that said, I just think that the two women, Nasa, who's also been playing great golf, along with Yuka Sasso. I think that they gave us a good playoff. I was rooting for either one of those ladies to win. And I just think that golf is in a good place overall. Whether it's the PGA, the LPGA, Champions Tour. Um, I just think that golf is in a good place. Again, my heart goes out to Lexi. I hope she can pull out the victory at her next tournament. Um, but that's golf. It happens to everyone. I mean, it happens to amateur players. It happens to pro, the good pro golfers. You think you have a tournament one, and all it takes is one hole for stuff to start going the other direction. And it happened to her, and it's not going to be the last time it's going to happen to her. It's not going to be the last time it happened to anyone. That's just part of the game. Just got to get over it and move on to the next one. That's all you can do. Can't turn back the clock. So, again, congratulations to Sasso. I think she played well. I think she's the youngest winner to ever, the youngest person to ever win uh, a major. So, my congratulations to her. And speaking of, you know, a young player. We all saw Megha. She's 17 years old, amateur golfer. She was in contention from day one, and I think she's going to be a force to reckon with. She's a very talented young lady, and I think she's going to be a force to reckon with on the LPGA once she goes through Stanford and become pro. So again, the game is in a great place on both sides. Um, PGA and LPGA 
enjoy watching them both and i hope you guys are watching the lpga and supporting those ladies because they're doing a hell of a job out there playing this game and speaking of u.s open the men's u.s open is coming up i spent a lot of time watching the trials to get into the u.s open over the last few days i'm always rooting for the underdog so uh, I, I like to see the guys that you know struggle to get there some kind of way at least if they don't win the tournament be in contention to win i mean again we all know the superstars are going to be there but i like to see those guys that barely made the the cut and trials and got into the u.s open and they're in contention I just love those kind of stories, especially as it relates to golf. So a lot of people are rooting for Phil. Phil got an exemption. It's his home course, pretty much. Can he go back to back? I guess we would have to all wait and see. But Phil has been looking very confident since he won the PGA Championship. And I think he wants to get the career Grand Slam. So that's another story to watch before he venture out to become a champions player full-time. I think that if he gets that, I think he will transition over to the Champions Tour because he would have anything else to prove in the PGA. I mean, he'd probably come back like Stricker and play a few tournaments here and there. But I think if Phil gets this U.S. Open victory, I think he'll be spending the majority of his time on the Champions Tour. He wouldn't have to come out here every week and struggle to play against these young guys like Rory and and John Rahm and, and you know, this DeChambeau, all these guys are hitting the ball a mile. Phil is still hitting, hitting it out there pretty far. But the game is changing. And these young guys are hitting the ball like 365 like it's nothing. So it's not that Phil can't keep up with them, but why try to keep up with them? Get your U.S. Open. Move on to the next the next level in your career. So I hope you guys are going to be watching the U.S. Open. And I hope you guys spend more time watching the LPGA. Again, um, heart goes out to you, John Rahm. I know you've been kind of a pain in the ass over the last few years with your attitude. But you, you have been working on that. And um, I wish you a speedy recovery, as I said earlier. And I want to thank you all for taking the time to uh, listen to... Another episode of Sly's Golf Talk. And I'll see you guys again soon. Or I'll be putting out another episode soon. I really do appreciate the support. Take care, everyone.